Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Just before we get into the interview, this is just a brief message. Uh, this is actually a recording of the 2021 Superconscious Success Summit interviews. If you do want to check out the introductory for all of the guests, then you can go across to our Superconscious Success YouTube channel where you'll be able to find all the introductions. These particular podcast interviews will be the interview only. Okay, thank you. Now let's get on to the interview. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another amazing interview where we are going to be talking to Araya Narizzi. Now, if you have not yet seen her introductory video, head across to the Superconscious Success YouTube channel and check that out. She's actually going to be going through her story and how she actually became interested in the topic of mindfulness and actually did her PhD on her one minute meditation um, technique, which we are going to be going into a little bit later in the interview. But firstly, hi Araya, how are you going? Hi, I'm doing good. <laughs> That's great, I'm, I'm so glad to have you with me. Thank you so much for taking the time out to um, be on this summit today and discussing the topic um, of joy because joy is an emotion that, um, really allows us to manifest and really allows us to progress in our life because um, being part of the universal, being all one with the universe, um, joy is really the only emotion that, um, that the universe recognizes. And so I'm really excited to be talking to you about that today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, so how about we start off by first defining what joy is? and why it is such an important emotion, especially when it does come to us manifesting that which we desire. Okay, I'm going to give you a controversial answer. Excellent. <laughs> my, my own perspective, my own opinion. I don't think joy is an emotion, actually. Yes. I really do believe joy is a state of mind, mm -hmm. and we can even have joy even in pain. Yeah. Even in pain, even when you're sad, you can be joyful. Mm -hmm. So that's so joy to me. I, I, that's so interesting that you brought up abundance because joy equals abundance, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, and what what does that mean? What is that state of mind? Here's the thing: it's the natural state of mind. So we that's our inherent state. Joy is our inherent state, and the reason we are not vibrating on it all the time is because of our mind. Yeah. We have like between 20,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And most of them are fear-based, lack mm -hmm. they're yeah. negative. And they pull you out of our own state. So our own state, we are just thought, thoughtless essence. Yeah. Thoughts come from humans, right? 
and they kind of hinder us from mm-hmm. accessing our that state that is our birthright which is joy mm-hmm. right which is peace which is abundance which is love because that's the nature of the universe is compassion nature of the universe is abundance yeah. nature of the universe is love but the reason we are not vibrating on it all the time is because of those, those spots okay so another thing that i wanted to mention here is this this is again a little bit controversial as well we as humans we don't know how to feel our feelings any feelings yeah because we are mostly in our thoughts we don't feel our sadness we don't feel our anger we don't feel our happiness so um happiness is that the feeling that we it's like it needs uh an excuse it needs a reason that's yeah. the difference between happiness and joy right happiness needs a reason joy is has no reason doesn't need that's any reason yeah. but even happiness even sadness even anger even fear whatever feeling we have we don't know how to feel it because we're always here yeah and we're just suffering so if we feel the feeling really if you truly feel the core energy of any feeling, we can access that joy, right? But we are, we're afraid of it because our ego defense mechanism didn't teach us, didn't let us um, feel our feelings. And the reason is that when we were feeling sad and angry and annoyed and irritated in childhood, our parents didn't like it. No, they were uncomfortable, right? I think also what happens is um, that when we feel those feelings it doesn't feel good and so we're we're quite happy to to feel feelings of happiness and joy and um but when we actually get to the root cause and i often say to my my teenagers i've got a 16 and 18 year old and i often say to them look you need to feel your feelings and if you're feeling sad that's okay if you're feeling angry that's okay if you're feeling whatever it is you need to feel them because what are some of the the effects that can happen when we suppress those feelings and we don't actually allow them to materialize yes so this is the reason this is the source of suffering we don't feel the feelings and and psychologically the reason we don't do that is because from zero to six years old that's the 95 percent of our brain is already built in that period right yeah and that period our parents didn't like our cries and whines and you know so they they punished us they frowned at us they did all sorts of things and our our ego defense mechanism developed in such a way that we suppressed the feelings Mm -hmm. so we didn't learn how to feel our feelings right that's why i'm so passionate about conscious parenting because everything starts in parenting like the reason the planet is suffering is because of parenting because we didn't learn how to feel this is the main reason yeah. Our parents were uncomfortable. Now, as adults, we really need to rise above the ego, say thank you. We communicate with the ego, right? Mm-hmm. We yes. literally communicate, say thank you for protecting me, but I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I'm going to feel this feeling. What I'm going to first find it because we don't know what kind of feeling we have, right? I remember my coach six years ago, she, t- she told me, oh, every hour pause and ask yourself, how do I feel? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it took me half an hour to really find what the feeling is. We don't know. We think it's like a couple of things, bad, mad, sad, and happy, right? These, like, yeah. angry. We have hundreds of feelings. Like, I had to journal. So, is it frustration? Is it helplessness? Is it loneliness? Is it, I had to really inquire what that was and really feel it yeah and so you so you talk about how when we're younger um 
you know, how our parents reacted to, to different situations can really affect us as we get older. That has something to do with our limited beliefs and our belief system, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So everything, again, Dr. Bruce Lipton, if you're, you, you know him, you probably do because he's really yeah. big in the coaching industry. He says 95% of our wiring is already done in like up until six. And the yeah. reason is that the brain wave at that time is really, really low. It's like in hypnosis. We are like in hypnosis when we are children. That's how we absorb. That's how hypnosis works, right? We get relaxed and the brain wave goes down and then brain becomes suggestible. That's our brain when we are little. Yeah. So uh, even a little frown, I'm not even talking about the most unconscious, I don't know, uh, abuse that our parents have. I'm just talking about even a little, littlest frowns would would you know would make us feel i'm bad mm. i don't deserve to live even not love to be loved but to live so that's how we carry that mechanism and really as awakened adults we have to become aware of these because we are not these thoughts if i ask if you're your nose you're not your nose but why do we think we are our thoughts right that's yeah. just a mask that's not us so how do we change if we if we find that we are living in our thoughts and and we are we are living more negative than positive thoughts? How do we change those thought patterns so that all of a sudden we begin to recognise our potential? We begin we begin to recognise that we are capable of more than what we thought we were capable of. Yeah, I, I love that question. So again, we're going to mimic what happened to us in childhood. Yeah. What did we do? repetition? right? So it's not one time screaming, right? It's just yeah. over time or we're going to repeat. And also we're going to have that low brain wave frequency. That's why like brain reprogram is really good in meditation. You we do all sorts of things in meditation, like mindful breathing. So we, we do use affirmation, but the main tool is repetition. So we're going to have the different tools. And here's the thing. The compass is our feeling. And again, yeah. going back to feeling if because i'm sure your audience knows that every feeling everything is you know is in energy there's yeah. no solid right everything is energy everything has frequency and the things that feel good and are that are aligned with the universal mind they're higher frequency and the ones that are icky they're like lower frequency mm -hmm. right so when we become friends with our inner psyche right and we're going to pause we're going to have this habit of pausing where am i vibrating Yes. Remember, we deserve joy. That's our inherent right. If I'm not vibrating high, I'm just going to pause. Maybe I journal. At the beginning, it's really, you know, it takes longer, but we make it a habit to pause. What is the thought? Because everything starts with a thought. Thought leads to feelings, feelings leads to behavior, right? Yeah. So, what is the original thought? And unless we do meditation, again, going back to meditation, they're all interconnected. Unless we do meditation, we don't know, we are not aware of these thoughts. We don't no. know we have these thoughts, right? So what is the thought? And we just flip the thought. We just release the thought, right? And we do this over and over again. So that I, I have two ways of actually encountering feelings. We can talk about it later, but I don't want to just cram everything right now. But we have two ways. One is mental when we actually find the thoughts and we question the thoughts yep. right and the other way go into the feeling really feel the feeling so we don't care about the thought we go to the feeling so okay well, how, what do i feel right now i feel angry angry is a secondary emotion first of all so i'm gonna feel really angry and i'm not gonna think about why i'm angry yeah i'm gonna feel the anger and i have really good news 
a really, really, really good news, piece of good news. Excellent. The maximum duration of each feeling is only 90 seconds. Oh, wow. So if we know how to feel the core energy of the feeling, so again, we're not talking about the story, not why, what happened, why did you do that? Just the feeling. If you go to the core energy of that feeling, it will dissolve in 90 seconds. It will. That's the maximum. Oh, wow. I mean, probably yeah. like 10, 20 seconds. I just need to oh, say, thank you, Vigo. Sit over there. I'm going to take care of this. Right? Yeah. And then, I, like, I do this every morning. I feel, I find the toughest feelings, like shame is the, the lowest. I find that. I find it and I feel shame, no matter what it is. Shameful about being a mom, shameful about being a, I don't know, wife, whatever. Yeah. I pull it out and feel it. I cry a couple of drops, it dissolves. Yeah. And usually it might transform to another one. Like, the, so for example, anger might transform to sadness. Sadness might transform to shame, right? So they're all layers. Usually three or four, we're good to go. Yeah. And because you'll, you'll often find like, and sometimes they can move up the scale. So you may, you may end up in like a shame, then you may move up to a guilt, then you may move up to anger or sadness or, or something like that. And so I totally agree. And I do the exact same thing. I feel, I feel whatever emotion that is. And I never knew about the 90 second thing, but that is really good news because it means we don't have to linger in the emotion. Exactly. Because some people will, they'll go, oh, I'm really angry. And they'll keep, because their thoughts are focusing on the story as to why they're angry, then it goes for longer because you're just focusing on, the, on that story. But if you just get into the, into the actual emotion and why you're feeling that emotion, um, then that's great news. 90 seconds, we can all deal with that. Yeah, um, so I'm going to tell you something here. Yeah. I haven't found this 90 seconds in academic papers because I'm a very scientific person. Yeah. I haven't found it, but I have heard it from really high-end coaches. So yeah. mm -hmm. I, I, again, I'm very scientific and I've experientially, you know, come to this as well. Like yeah. 20 seconds, really, it just dissolves. It's not there anymore. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say it goes to shame, goes to sadness. Usually we go down because I'm like angry, right? Yeah. Usually people who haven't done work they may have to go from the top to bottom right yeah but that's also very interesting yeah, yeah i i tend to with with mine i tend to move up the scale but i do understand that if you're in a certain place you'll start to you'll start to move down unless you actually start to deal with the emotions and it could just be because i've been doing it for a while that that's kind of the way yeah. that i've that that it's worked but um but one thing i do find is that often the, the emotions that we feel is actually wrapped up in, in other people's perceptions of us or how others perceive us and our desire to, um, to want to make people happy and our, our belief that it is other people's jobs to make us happy. You know, you have, you have kids yourself um, and so... The thing is that, you know, when you have your kid come to you and say, you're making me so mad. And it's like, sweetie, I'm not making you mad. Okay. Um, obviously, obviously something I've said has upset you. Um, so do you find that? Do you find that it's the, us worrying about what other people think and us worrying about what other people say that they can sort of trigger some of these emotions? 
Oh, yes. We are just, as I said, we are a product of all these conditions and we have to deconstruct. Mm. So anything, we have to just have the self-discovery that where am I vibrating? Why is it that I'm not feeling that joy that is my inherent right? Yeah. And then you find all these people pleasing, all these things that especially mothers, we like, mm-hmm. we like our children to like us and we say yes and we, we want to say no and we say yes and then we, we build a resentment. It's all about that. Again, the feelings are messengers. Yeah. They're just messengers. So for example, when someone is angry, there's a message in anger. That's why they're precious, right? We shouldn't hate them. That's no. why we have to actually feel them because the anger might say you need stronger boundaries mm. or i say you need self-care yeah or i say you have to get out of this relationship it's just is having a message and we have to listen to it and now when we so but that's the portal when the, the feeling is the portal and then we're gonna scrutinize what what's going on what is this thought and then we're going to go do some therapeutic things to ourselves okay where did it come from i just tell you this is the shortcut everything comes from zero to six years old everything comes from your parents just forgive them accept them thank you you did your best but just know almost everything is coming from that period but here's the thing we don't have to be the victim no. We can rewire, right? That's mm-hmm. this is a new science, neuroplasticity, 20 years old. But before that, we thought, okay, it is what it is. You know, it's old, it's not gonna change. But yes, we can change. But we need intention, we need knowledge, and we need a tool and we need repetition. So we need also accountability, right? Someone yeah. so it is possible, and we don't have to say, okay, I'm like I'm I'm shy or whatever. We can't we can't we we can we should just release all these labels as you said release people so that's that's the base of buddhism there's nothing outside that can make us happy or sad yeah whatever is going on is in our in our in our brain right yep i actually told my my son yes last night he's he's 11 and he was really frustrated about something and i said you know be the master of your mind these are the thoughts these are just electric signals in your brain and you can choose not to fire them. Yeah. I told him, I told him a really bad example. I said, if I die right now, that's not gonna, I said, that's not gonna bother you. The thought that why my mom left me, I don't have a mom, that is what's bothering you. That yeah. thought is bothering you. So that's, I know it's really harsh, but this is the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our mind. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, once we can actually master, that then I think it can make a massive change in in how we perceive things and how we um, yeah I've often said that um, happiness is a choice and whether or not you you know we we have so many more people that are talking about anxiety and depression and all of these different things that are happening and there's clinical depression and stuff out there obviously but there are ways that we can learn to manage our emotions and there are ways that we can learn to, especially in cases of anxiety, that we can learn to, because anxiety really is just focusing on the past or focusing on the future. So this is when we come back to living in the present tense. And this is, so why is it so important that we live in the present as opposed to focusing on the past and then, or worrying about what's going to happen in the future? So let me tell you something that I answer this. So because um, it's so important that we should know the difference between 
feelings and emotions. Yep. They're not the same. No. So feelings are those sensations that the, the messengers, they're valid, they're healthy, they're legitimate. We have, they're human. Like he, they, that's because we are humans, right? We are not angels, we are not robots. We have feelings. That's why they are valid and legitimate and we have to get in touch with them. We have to get yeah. to know. Now, if we do not feel those feelings and pay attention to them, then they turn into emotions. Yeah. That's emotion is energy in motion, which means some sort of movement. Like we get angry, we get panicky, we, we I don't slam the door, we yell, all sorts of, you know, some movement, right? Yeah. Heartbeat, something is happening, like it's a movement. So now anxiety, when you mention, anxiety is like panic, right? Panic yeah. attacks. So that's the unhealthy one because it raises your heartbeat. It's really it's kind of clinical, right? So now what's the feeling behind that? That's fear. Yeah. If you don't feel our fear, then it turns, it turns to anxiety. Now we have to pay attention. What's the fear? Am I worried about money? Am I worried about this? Am I, so we're going to journal. We're going to figure it out. We're going to use our analytical mind to bring counter examples, as you said. Yeah. Or feel the fear. I'm afraid that I lose my house, for example. Really mm -hmm. feel it. And it, it's, this is one of the toughest techniques, really. And not everyone talks about it, but it's just so hard that we just, like, believe me, like when my coach said, talked about this, and I was like moving, I was just chasing my tail, like, what is he talking about? After like two months, I told myself, let me just set my bum on the bed and see what he's talking about. So I said, I'm going to feel my anger. Yeah. I was amazed. After 20 seconds, it was gone. I was not feeling it anymore. Yeah. So this, this is very experiential. It's nice to talk about it. And maybe a lot of people talk about it, right? Feelings are good. Don't hate your feelings. But unless we really feel the feeling, yeah. we don't understand what's going on. Now, when you talked about... Um, the present moment, why, why present moment awareness can bring us joy, right? Yeah. Uh, actually just made a video. I remember when I was researching mindfulness, I found in academic papers, peer reviewed papers that said somewhere it said, I don't remember the exact sentence, but it was mindfulness is the way to end suffering End mm -hmm. suffering. And I wrote it and my chair was mad. She said, no, you don't talk like that. That's too rigid you put ameliorate or alleviate i say you know what i'm not going to argue with you i'm going to replace but it's said end yeah <laughs> so now why is that why mindfulness is equal joy because as i said hundred thousand thoughts a day mostly fear-based because of the ego defense mechanism right yeah. now if i train my brain to pull my attention to the present moment no matter how neutral it is, I'm eating the food, I'm really tasting the food. Is it the tip of my tongue? Is it the back of my tongue? Um, smell of the tea, or I don't know, I, wrote, I read this book, Joyful Wisdom, by this monk, I think it was 15 years ago. It's like, it was the first time I saw a tree. Seriously, it's like I'd never seen a tree. Wow. Because we don't see anything, right? Yeah. So when we slowly pay attention, we use our five senses, now, here's the thing. Our working memory is very limited, mm. very limited capacity. So when I pay attention to these senses really full, fully, right, then my brain has no capacity to think about the past, the regrets from the past, or the worries from the future. Yeah. So that's how I'm drawing off in a spiritual term, 
I'm drying off karma seeds. Yeah, okay. Excuse me, I'm gonna drink. And so karma seeds, um, just briefly go into that very quickly. I think we're going to speak uh, more about that when we go to the spirituality summit towards the end of the year. But um, can you briefly go into what the karma seeds are? Sure. So here's the thing. Karma is cause and effect. Yes. Okay. So now we are the effect of maybe thousands of years, like mm -hmm. the genes. If you believe in past lives, past lives, childhood, as I talked about, right? Zero to six years old big part of it so we are really really it's really bad to say this but we are really robots mm -hmm. it's very harsh my yeah. mentor call, calls us zombies that's even harsher so we i would have to believe that we have to accept that in order to to make a change not mm -hmm. to be that right and even knowing it is going to be hard but we have to accept this first we are a product of our past yeah. Now, as I said, this mindful mindfulness, mindful breathing, mindful living, bringing attention to anchoring yourself to the present moment experience. Again, the brain is not going to have any resources left to think about, you know, regrets from the past and worries about the future that are coming from that childhood conditioning. Uh, okay. So yeah. little by little now, if you go to the, the neuroscience, the the science of the brain little by little these neurons will not get fired anymore yeah and when they don't get fired uh, they call it like it's a neurotransmitter it's like the the glue they call it glue right neuro, neuro growth factor mm. it's called the glue so you just take off these glues off of this network that is fear 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 and you put it into this you know all is well yeah um, because that's us as i said like we are our true essence are not thoughts we are the space between the thoughts that's mm -hmm. where consciousness resides right that's where yeah. god resides whatever you want to call it between the thoughts now by pulling ourselves and dismantling these thoughts we are pulling ourselves to that to our essence pulling ourselves to, our, to the present moment and those karma seeds that are coming from the past will dry off because we're taking the glues off of this network yeah. We're putting into a new new network now. Little by little, it will, it will they will lose effect. Exactly, and this is where this is where your um, mindfulness meditation comes in into effect. And um, I am a big believer in having morning routines that actually um, allow you to get your day started right and to really um, center yourself because many of us. What people don't realize is that how you go to bed is how you wake up. So if you go to bed and you're angry or upset or sad or um, whatever it is, that's generally how you're going to wake up in the morning. So centering yourself before you go to bed and when you wake up, I feel is the best time because of your subconscious mind being the most open at that time too. Um, so I would love for you to go into your technique um, and also just broach the topic of the, the times of day you would recommend to do this and is the morning and night time the best time of the day for it? Okay, here's the thing. The way that, the reason that I did that dissertation is because I wanted to take mindfulness to, to the entire day. Yep. So mm -hmm. I, of course, routines are very important, but we're going to bring it the, the way I teach it is going to bring that mindfulness practice to everything we do. 
Yeah, that's how. Because for example, I had sixty subjects, uh, sixty employees in United States, and some of them were really trained med meditators, like many decades. Yeah, they were surprised by it because they're like, "Whoa, I can create that, you know, presence, that ecstasy." Yeah, throughout the day. Yeah, we I can so we bring it. I don't have to sit. What well, I love, I sit two hours almost every day. I love meditation, yeah. but I'm saying this this is also a good addition, and for the people who can't do it at all, it's a great way to go about it. So, um, you're right. So one of the things that I suggest, uh, so the good things are really the simple things. Before you fall asleep, you just have this intention because this world is about intention. Abraham Hicks, she, she calls it, I think, or he calls it um, seg um, segment intending. Mm -hmm, so yeah. that segment of our life, I'm going to sleep. Okay, so right before every segment, like right before this call, I had an intention. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't have an intention, then who else whose intention will take over? So we don't want that. So before sleep, we, don't, we do that as well. So we, I just say, for example, I'm, uh, I am going to whatever I want my heart desire, like let, let this sleep be uh, an elevation to my soul. And we don't want to be too self-centered um, either. We also want to include the world. So I always add world peace, always, mm -hmm. always. So we're going to have that intention when we fall asleep, okay? In the morning, as Abraham Hicks says, the first 17 seconds. So this is not science again, because I have to mention everything Everything yeah. I said is not purely scientific I mentioned, but I believe it experientially. Yes. So it's either experience or science, whatever I say, okay? So in the morning, the first 17 seconds, so important. So right when you wake up, just this is what I do. I put my hands on my heart and I feel truly grateful for what I have. And this is not just a bullet list. This is like, what if I didn't have my right hand and I do yeah. have it and I really feel grateful. So this is not just a list in your head. This is really feeling it, yeah. really feeling grateful. So that joy you were talking about, one of the reasons that people don't feel joy is because we, we, we think maybe we, we lose it. Yeah. So joy becomes foreboding. That's what Brené Brown says, right? We might lose it. The antidote of that is gratitude. Yeah. So gratitude will just ensure us will protect us so in the morning gratitude the first first 17 seconds brilliant and then the things uh, that I, I i start myself i have a routine i start with um so this is right when i wake up right but after i go to, to the bathroom and i'm sitting in my meditation i'm you know good to meditate then i start with the wheel of awareness mm -hmm. and that is i in, i um cultivate each senses one by one first start with the hearing so I, I start to hear everything and then see what's underneath my eyelids and then taste smell then touch what am i touching where my clothes are touching my body and then after that um I pay attention to my breath on my, um, actually, no, after the five senses, I go inside. I like scan my body for any sensations, right? Then after that, I go to feeling. Yeah. So I say, I feel, and then I find the feeling. I find it no matter how hard it is. I really feel it. And I cry every morning, a couple of drops, gone, gone for good for that day at least. Yeah. Um, and then I go to think. I think, so I kind of bring up the thoughts that might bother me throughout the days. So I pay attention to them in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. So bullet list. And then last one, I kind of give loving kindness to, to the people I know. 
um, yeah. you know, my family and, you know, my clients. I send energy to my clients, to everyone, whoever that comes to my mind, send energies and healing energy. I'm a healer as well. So, um, so that's the wheel of awareness by Dr. Dan Siegel. That's what I absolutely love it because it will anchor you to the present moment. Then I pay attention. So this is the mindful breathing. I pay attention to my breath under my nose yeah. or my chest. Um, and then just pay attention there. As soon as a thought comes, I detach and I come back to that sensation. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And I do that for a couple of minutes and then I open my eyes and I do the same. Okay. This is dual awareness. So I'm seeing you, but at the same time, I'm maintaining awareness to my breath here or my chest. Yeah. Um, so that, this is what I'm talking about, where we're training our brain for mindfulness, because our brain is programmed for mind wandering, which is like, yeah. I'm eating, I'm thinking about work, I'm, I'm working, I'm thinking about my child, I'm with my child, I'm thinking about going to sleep. So we are always mind wandering, right? Yep. So now we use, we use this mindful breathing, even with open eyes. So little by little, your child doesn't listen to you and is throwing a tantrum. You're watching while you're on your breath. Yeah. So you're, you're not like so reactive anymore. You don't go to fight or flight quickly. So you can create a space, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm talking about when you bring mindfulness to, to, your, to your day. And then I do a couple of other things. And again, gratitude is part of it. Um, and another one that I, I really absolutely love um, I learned it somewhere. It's called uh, version 2.0. This is like, again, law of attraction practice. Yeah. I just, um, I, I love it. I just put my hands on my heart and I imagine that all the things that I want has come true in this moment. So I'm yes. actually sitting in a place. I don't know if I like a big house, I'm sitting in that big house. If I, so I feel that for at least 30 seconds and I have a mantra for that state and I'm associating my hand with my mantra with that state so throughout the day i tell my clients to have three reminders to do one minute mindful breathing that's the topic of my dissertation plus the version 2.0 for 30 seconds but we do this throughout the day so yeah. we need practice you remember this is we talked about how this is how right we have to practice repetition yeah, and that's what's and that's what's so powerful. I, I love the version 2.0 too, and I, I do that frequently throughout the day. And because it's a really good way of not only feeling the feeling, but visualizing the feeling and knowing exactly that once you have put it out there, it's on its way to you. It's 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 there, ready for you to take hold of. So visualize it happening, feel it happening, how you're going to feel, how much joy you're going to feel and because you've got to remember as as um Araya said joy is our natural state it is the state that our higher self um desires for us to be in and so source our higher self god whatever it is to you the universe um the ultimate goal is for us to be in joy and so i love the i love the your mindfulness training because um, if you can manage to really tap into that mindfulness, um, then you start to respond to things instead of react to them. And when you react to something, all of a sudden you blow up, you, your kid's throwing a tantrum, you get all upset, you get angry, you start yelling at them, and then all of a sudden it keeps going in a cycle. Whereas if you respond and you kind of um, detach from it, 
and you go and you do the breathing and then you go, okay, it's okay. They're all right. They're, they're just going through their own emotions. They're going through their own feelings. They're feeling their feelings. Um, and it'll be over in 90 seconds <laughs> as long as we don't react to it. Yes, uh, they're brilliant. Yeah. Kids are brilliant. Like you, yeah. they, they cry the second, the next second, they're like happy. They yeah, can do next, next second, they're off playing and we're thinking, yeah. what the heck just happened? I know. And we severed that. We were severed because of yeah. that. Like they didn't let us, you know, we have, we, we should stop that. We should let them just create the space. Here's the thing I tell my, uh, my class, my parent clients, you're not responsible to make your children happy. No. Forget it. It's like up until 14 months, yes, please. 14 months, please. That's yeah. all up. After that, they cry. Just create the space for them to move through their feelings. Do not abandon them, but just stay there. Just yeah. let them move and they will move. And just also know, I think also knowing that you're, you're, they also have their own higher self. They also have their own power that, um, that is guiding them to do what's right for them. And so if we allow them to feel those feelings, we allow them to, to be guided, um, then I think that, you know, things become a lot easier as a parent. And this is why I'm doing the Conscious Parenting Summit um, in a few months, which, um, which Araya has very graciously decided to be on as well. Um, because I do believe that if we consciously parent our kids and we recognise that we've come together as a joint learning experience, um, we, you know, we've come here to teach each other and we're all souls. We're all part of the, the united, uh, the universal consciousness. And so we need to accept they've also got, they've also got teaching tools that they can teach us. And one of them is patience. <laughs> and that's one that I've learned so much with my kids. Yeah. So, um, so that's definitely a summit. If you are a parent, the Conscious Parenting Summit is going to be awesome and I'm really excited about that too. So um, I have really loved our chat today, Araya, and thank you so much for going into your, your particular morning routine because I think there's, there's not many people I know that actually attach to, their, um, to each of their five senses. Um, you know, I attach obviously to my intuition and to my higher self, but I think that that's something I'm definitely going to start integrating because it does create that mindfulness. It creates that, that focus because as you said, when you, when you live in the present, you're not able to focus on the past. You're not able to focus on the future. We can just focus on being in the now and enjoying the time that we have. And let's face it, the world has become great multitaskers but really rotten people to stay in the present in the present moment because there's so much that we want to get done at once. Yes. But here's the thing. There is no past. Past oh. is an illusion. Gone. And there is no future. Future is also an illusion. It's not here. No. <laughs> like, they don't exist. They literally don't exist. Exactly. They because when you get to the future, it's actually the present. Yeah, it's just like we're sitting and we're living, like we're living in illusions. Yes, right? we are. The only real moment is this fraction of a second I'm talking to you. That's it. And yeah. now this one. And now this one. That's gone. Bye-bye. Doesn't yeah. exist. And so just, and so just work, with, work with the divine and work with your higher self to recognize, stay in the moment, appreciate every moment that you have. And um, yeah, and remember what Araya said, there is no past, there is no future. We are living in an illusion that, um, 
that we've just got to live in our in our present state. So thank you so much, Araya. And before I let you go, is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with? Sure. You mentioned self-belief that I wanted to mention that I wanted to open with this. Now yes. it didn't happen. I'm gonna close with this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give you an example. So the elephants when they're in circus or something mm. i don't i don't agree with that of course but you know when they're little they tie them to the pole they, they tie one of their legs to the pole okay and they try so hard to free themselves and they can't right yeah. but as they grow they become stronger like i don't know thousands of times stronger than that pole but guess what they do not even give it a try anymore yeah. because in childhood they were conditioned that they can't pull it down and they don't even try this is what's happening to us. All these self-beliefs, all these negative thoughts and all these things that we have all, like we think, okay, I'm that, I'm this, but we are not. No. We are beyond that. We are that essence. And these are just wirings in our brain. That's it. And we can re rewire. We can take the glues off from this network to this network, but we need to know how, why, what's going on, and then practice, practice, practice. And of course, have the intention to do so. <laughs> fantastic and i love i love that example with the with the elephants because it is true the way that we are wired as children and when we're very little can affect our entire future um, unless we learn to live with those limited beliefs and to change those limited beliefs recognize how powerful we are as as souls and what we are capable of so thank you so much for being with me today araya and you can find all of araya's information in the playbook um and um yeah and remember to check her out in the conscious parenting summit and also the spirituality summit towards the end of the year so thank you mu very much araya and um you have a great rest of your day